Welcome to the Playbook for Financial Entrepreneurs. My name is Rich Spence, and I'm the president of Mortgage Center Canada. In my day job, I have an opportunity to sit down with the creators, leaders, and top performers in the Canadian financial industry. And we thought it'd be great to start to record those conversations to help every entrepreneur in the finance industry to get better. See, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My great-grandfather, my grandfather, my grandmother, my mother, myself, my wife, and now my daughter playing the game of entrepreneurship every day. Actually, my grade six career project was the art of entrepreneurship. I love the game. I enjoy to study the craft and I enjoy playing in it every single day. This podcast is a journey for you and I to go through together to study and explore the art of entrepreneurship in the arena of finance. I'm glad you joined me. Now let's get started. Hi, my name is Rich Spence and I'm the president of Mortgage Center Canada and also the host of the Playbook for Financial Entrepreneurs. Welcome to this week's episode. I had the opportunity to sit down with Gary Morrison of Scotia Mortgage Authority. Gary has been leading Scotia Mortgage Authority for a very long time and we had an opportunity to sit down about what's going on in the market, the market changes, interest rate. As you all know, the market has seen quite the volatile changes over the last six months and we'll continue to see it over the next couple of quarters and Gary gives some insight into that as well as some insight into what's going on at Scotia and their product offerings for mortgage brokers. I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy listening. So here we go again. I I mean, uh, this time we're going to get this podcast out faster because you're always very timely on information and uh, it's always date sensitive. So if we don't get it out in a in a couple of weeks from our recording, it changes so fast. So we'll get this one out faster. It's funny because when I look at the our last meeting was in January, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sales were still up. And there's predictions of rate hikes and, and things, you know, like that. And now it's a totally different landscape. Six I know, you know, I'd love to talk about that. Like, I'd love to, like your perspective, because you see such a macro view of the world, sorry, of our world, right? Um, and uh, to really, you know, like interest rates weren't going to raise until the end of 2023. Everything was rocking and rolling. Life was good. And then it just seemed to change let's just say so what's your thoughts yeah. on 2022 i expected things to change this year i'm like you know last year they were saying 2023 and then they changed it to 2022 and then you know at the beginning of the year it was going to be you know our prediction was going to be you know slowly slowing and uh like i said in january when we chatted things were still on the you know up and it wasn't i guess until march things started changing right so i'm like I don't predict in these things. I got J.F. Perot. He's our chief economist. If you want to follow him, he's pretty uh, tuned in and, and his predictions are pretty accurate. Back in January, we chatted, he said, you know, six hikes uh, end the year at about three, right? And we're getting close to that, right? So next rate, the next uh, uh, meeting is September, what? 7th, I think. I think we got three more to go this year. So yeah. we'll see there. Um, but I'm like, I think we thought it was going to be a little slower than this but it, it's just it's been quite rapid so uh, what you mean you thought the increases would have been lower than they were or 
No, no, change in the, the climate, right? When we look at our, you know, we're still having a really healthy year, and um, you know, coming off an incredible year last year. You know, so it's it's. But when we look at our, when we look at June and July, it looked more like 2020 than 2021, right? So, and 2020 was a fantastic year. <laughs> so, so, but it was too. So, so, and we expect the rest of the year for us to go like that. We're in our last quarter now. You know, we, we expect to be at or above plan. And uh, so we're, you know, in that sense, you, you know, but we really benefited from, you know, our first quarter through to March. Through to March. And we didn't really feel any effects of the changes uh, of, of the landscape until June and mostly July, right? So, so looking at your pipeline now, what would you see? Do you see August and September repeating what we've seen in June and July? I'd say we're going to be pretty close to that. I mean, like, well, look at our pipeline now. It looks a lot like 2021. Mm, okay. You know, so uh, is it for August, September, uh, you know, maybe October, not so much, but August, September. We expect it to be, you know, at around June levels, maybe a little off of that, or July levels, maybe a little off of that. So. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting what you get used to, though, eh? when you talk about, you're basically talking about relativity of the numbers, right? Is that... Uh, you know, same with us, we see see a little bit of drop off, right? But then when you look at the scope of the business over, say, the last 20 years, even with that drop off, it's like the third highest month we've ever had in, in the history of June's in the last 20 years, right? You know, so, yeah. right? Yeah. When, we, when we look back at our shot in January, I think the rates, you know, went from, we were about three and a half back then, and we were like over five now. So it's quite a, you know, on our five-year products, it's quite a joke. Yeah, it, that, you bring up rates, and this is just something you know. I've been asked a lot of time, and I've been asked this question, and I've heard it discussed a lot. Uh, maybe you can help answer it because some of the answers seem uh, kind of funny and a little off color. But uh, five year rates. When you talk about five year rates, right? So right now, being August twelfth, may, maybe you can answer this. Maybe you can't. But uh, being August twelfth is, you know, you look at the five year bond yield and it's dropping. But the five-year fixed rates at most banks, you know, they don't uh, go lock and step with that drop. In the United States, it does. But in Canada, it just seems like there's this delay, right? Can you shed any light on that? Because I, I know people ask that question all the time, right? And then you hear all these, you know, again, weird answers, right? But I'd love to hear your perspective of it. Well, I, I can't. I don't have a lot of great detail on it. All I would, all I would say that for much of the year, we're underwater on that. And and. And now it's kind of balancing out. So, you know, just we got to kind of recover from being underwater on that rate for so long. So that, that would explain this, you know, the speed. Do you see, now I know you don't like to predict, but <laughs> a, a sense of when those five-year rates might slide a little bit? No, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't say, right? Yeah. Like hopeful that, that we can, uh, you know, if things come around, we can be in a better place. But, you know, that's where, that's what it is. That's where we are. Yeah. Okay. Hello to all our partners and friends at the Mortgage Center. We at Scotiabank will continue to work hard to earn your business and appreciate your trust in us with your customers. Providing the best for your customers is what it's all about, and with an industry-leading complete line of products, as well as the best underwriters in the industry, Scotiabank is here to serve you. Look for our new leading-edge website and broker portal coming soon. On behalf of all our BRMs and BLMs, as well as the management team, we wish you continued success and we will always be here to help you and your customers. Take care. 
So what else is going on at Scotia? What are you guys doing? I know, again, last time we talked in January, we had all these product launches that we never really got ahead of. So what's going on? Actually, when we chatted then, we're just coming out with, you know, the big thing right now is the investors, right? And like, that's that's been the big movement this year. And back then when we were chatting, we were just opening up our rental product to uh, allow it for uh, holding companies, right? That we, you know, personally owned holding companies that we never did before. Parts of the bank did it, but the SMA never did it. So we opened that in back on February 14th. So it was just, you know, just a month after we chatted. And, um, you know, we've, we've seen success there. We're happy with that. You know, we see a greater push for the rental rental space with us. And like right now, it's about twenty percent of our our market is in the rental area, right? the investor area. So, you know, we know there's a great demand there. That was uh, received well, I think, in the industry, and you know, we've we've seen movement there. So, our thing, you know, for us, I'm like not a not, not a lot of new products. We're looking to expand that holding company piece out to some of our other other products that are you know for the uh, you know, self-employed, uh, you know, the regular, uh, uh, you know, the uh, BFS plus and the total network, those type of programs that are geared to, you know, lots of uh, large assets, but uh, not, not high in the qualifying uh, income piece and they're self-employed. So we had a great demand. Once we opened it up, the holding companies to the rental market, we had, you know, demand for, well, why can we use that in, in you know, regular primary residence in that? So, we took that back. We heard it, and we've been working through it. So I'm, I'm hoping we can come out with something in the next uh, weeks to month. Uh, mm. Just you know, saying that we're going to open that, uh, expand it out. So, like uh, other than that, you know, the big thing here at the bank right now for us, LA, is our new website. We've been working on that. We started a pilot back in February with a small group, very small, three brokers, and uh, we've been working through it since then. A lot of great feedback we were getting as we go, and we're able to make some adjustments on the fly, which has been great. So uh, we started a weekly launch in end of June. So every week we're trying to invite you know up to a thousand users to our new website, right? And it's got a lot of new features that the other one didn't have. You know, as far as how you set your you know if you have a, a situation where you have an assistant. Or uh, you know how what their view on the uh, on the website is, you know if you have a team of you know a small team of brokers that you're working with, what their view is, and you know just you know a little more privacy you know built into it, so it, it works for everybody. So we got a lot of good feedback so far. I'm happy to send you out just a demo if you want to see it. I'll, I'll bump it yeah, I love to see it. I love just like, and I'll send you out what we're sending to your folks there as we invite them on. The only thing I ask, you know, as part of it, and maybe you can send the video out and maybe some messaging for me on it, is that when you get the invite, register. You know, right. even have an active deal, register to the, the the new website, have a look at it, get acclimatized with it, because the old one's going to go away. Right. So, okay. so good to get in there as soon as you can. It's good for us to you know to see where we're going. We have about approximately ten thousand users on the old website. Okay. And that's a mix of you know brokers, broker owners, assistants, like whoever needs access to it. So we've invited over five thousand users to it, but we've only gotten about a forty percent hit on the registration piece. So you know, okay. I'll send you this, and if you could bump it out to your team, be great to get uh, you know just a little early adoption would be fantastic. We want to shut down the old one 
on November first, the fiscal beginning of fiscal twenty three. So, yeah, that was that was going to be my my next question. Okay, so yeah, so that's a relatively quick runway for that. So okay, yeah, we'll definitely help promote that to our network. So anybody listening is go register for the new Scotia website because the old one's going down November first. Yeah. I'll send you the link. You can put it up somewhere. So we'll just go take sure. a look at. It. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Hey, you said something interesting and in, uh you know i've been seeing this a lot i saw a lot of announcements around the climate right now for purchases is really leaning towards the investor and you said that tw- you're seeing 20 percent of of your what deal submissions like you're seeing is investor clients right now is that what you're saying yeah right now that's what we're seeing yeah, yeah. which is a you know it's been a growing trend, you know, over the uh, past year. And I guess, you know, due to the affordability and, and, and they got a little room, more room to play with. So, uh, yeah, it's moved up. It's, uh, I think we we're about 10% last year. It's almost double, you know, in, when you look year over year, the, uh, the, the footprint there. So we continue to see lots of the, the, that business and we're happy to do it. Right? We got limited, you know, how many rentals we'll do for an investor, but uh, it's a pretty. What's your limit? What's your limit? We look at five doors. Even if each one's held in a separate hold co? Yeah, to any, because it, it still goes back to the person. Yeah. You know, person has to qualify and then we. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I see the investors as, a, as a, a good opportunity right now in this, you know, the downswing of the, the real estate purchase market. Because, yeah, I feel like uh, investors are all just waiting on that sidelines just to see a little bit more dip in the price and they're going to jump because uh, rents are are going up right yeah. and uh you know even though interest rates are going up you know investment properties are cash flowing positively right so it's a good opportunity and an investor client and maybe you can shed some you know my my opinion on an investor client is you know they're doing five or six transactions compared to uh, another client is only renewing their mortgage every five years and I've, i find investor clients are less rate sensitive than than others right so i don't know if you dive into the the demographics of an investor client but any thoughts there well i agree i mean like i, I think yeah they are less rate you know rate sensitive and like they, they have other opportunities to break things off you know the the income coming in up support the transaction itself so like a lot of positives for the investor there. yeah as far as the customer goes i mean like our you know we're hoping that we can grow relationships with the investors too you know as a as a fulsome bank customer mm-hmm. and they generally provide, you know, some greater asset base and stuff like that. It'd be great if we get grow those relationships. Yeah, investor clients usually have like eighteen bank accounts and uh, five different credit cards. And <laughs> <laughs> so, what else is going on? A lot of lot of change uh, in the industry. And new president and MPC. I got. I haven't. I haven't reached out yet. I'm gonna. A lot of regulatory changes. You see the uh, the new graduated licensing coming in Ontario with FISRA for private lending. Is there any regulatory or changing environment that's affecting Scotia or things that's on your radar that you're that you're looking at right now that concerns you or just you're watching? Well, I'm mean, like we're still working through you know the, the changes we had to adopt for the uh, consumer protection framework you know that came in just in July. So you know it's been on the it's been on the horizon for over two years. But, uh, you know, fully implemented in, in June to start in July, you know, and FCAC and the are, are, you know, monitoring that 
So that's a, that's a concern of ours to ensure that we're on top of it and meeting all the requirements. You know, uh, we introduced a, a couple things over the year. Back in March, we introduced the uh, customer information sheet, you know, which goes, uh, you know, and, and the expectation with that is that, you know, the brokers having that conversation with their customer uh, about the best potential options out for them, uh, available to them, you know, and our sheet basically, you know, I think it mirrors the conversation. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be in there. And uh, it's important that our customers get a copy of that information sheet at the opening stages if they're going to, you know, if they're applying to us. It'll break down fixed versus variable. It says, you know, the plus, the, the, the minus is the benefits, the negatives and, and that kind of thing. So it's very easy reading. And it's very important that they understand, you know, what, what we offer and, and their opportunities. So, uh, you know, that's that's a big thing for us. Just making sure that that's being uh, honored. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming in. Educating the client and making—I mean, it's all complicated, right? Like it's, uh, to us, been in the industry for a while. You, even us, it's complicated. But consumers going through it for the first time, it's overwhelming, right? So to simplify it and and put it into language that the customer can understand is is, is a good thing, right? So. Yeah. I know it's mandated by regulation, but overall, I think it's a good good thing for consumers. Yeah, when we first started talking about it a couple of years ago, I didn't know where we we're going to end up. You know, when it first came into play, and then we had to have this addressed for the consumer protection framework. I really like where it landed. I think that, like I said, it's very easy reading, it's very understandable, and easy to explain. So I'm really happy with how that worked out, and so far, you know, so good. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just just on a little side, I I do want to thank uh, you and Scotia for for the uh, first responders program that you put together with our group over COVID. I, I mean, it was a great success, and it was uh, not only for our brokers but for the community at large, right? To to get back to that, so that was uh, a good move by Scotia. We really appreciate that the product innovation, and uh, that was a uh, I don't know what from your perspective how. How you felt about the program, but I mean, we loved it and we thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was very timely and and uh, it helped a lot of people. And uh, you know, it was a success. So I'm quite happy with how that rolled out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, sir, I mean, uh, I think we're up to speed here. I'm going to make sure this gets out just just because we delayed too long uh, in the past. But uh, you don't want to give me any predictions for the rest of 2022. Scotia is going to be up for the whole year. We're going to meet plan, but not you're not going to predict on too far out. No, I don't. I don't I'm not a guy who predicts. I read and I uh, and try to get ready for what the economists do predict. So. Like I said, we see uh, the rest of the year ending closer to what it looked like in 2020, but all in all, it'd be a very successful year. Okay. So for those listening to look at your look at your 2020 numbers between uh, August and December, that's that's where uh, Gary thinks you're going to land. Cool. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, hey, thank you. And thank to uh, all the MCC guys there for uh, and ladies, sorry, for all your support. Appreciate it. We're here. and. Uh, Ready to work on your files. Awesome. Thanks, Gary.